Welcome back, everybody. Thanks for turning another page with us. I guess that makes y'all um, our page turners. I think I like that new nickname. Uh, before I start really introing my episode for today, I wanted to take a minute to thank you all very, very much for listening. And I'm hoping that you're really liking what you're hearing. And if you are, I'm asking that you please, please, please Make sure you're following us on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I'm also on Google Podcasts and um, a few other locations. And most importantly, if you will just share, share, share with other people, get the word out, tell your friends, post it on your Instagram or Facebook or wherever, it would really help uh, me to get the word out that this exists and that hopefully um, it will like I said, encourage some people to start reading more. Uh, so today's episode was actually really super fun for me to record. I did it back in the summer, early in the summer, uh, because I got to go to Tennessee. And I got to do some hiking and some mountain biking, and those things are some of my favorites. So I had a really good time. But I also got to uh, visit with a previous colleague who used to work with us. And she is super fun and had a lot to say about her journey from being a reader, then not so much, and then how she kind of got herself back into it. And I'm hoping that that will maybe connect with some of my listeners that, you know, we all go through different journeys and sometimes reading isn't our preferred thing to do at the time, but we can see benefit in it so we can find ways to get into it um, and enjoy it over, you know, just never reading and saying it's just not for us. So I hope that you will enjoy it as well and hopefully take something away from it and enjoy. All right, well, Katie's home, so I'm going to let her introduce herself and kind of tell you guys who she is and maybe kind of how I know her. So I am Katie Nicholas. I know Ashley because we taught together at school. Um, I was the fifth grade teacher, fifth grade ELA teacher, and a lot of my students would go to her the following year. And so we would be able to discuss some strengths and weaknesses and kind of game plan on behalf of students. <laughs> um, and we just got to become friends that way. We might have spent a couple days discussing some of our past students too and how much we Love them and how adorable they Miss are. Them. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, okay, so why are you in Tennessee now? You're teaching here? Yes, yeah, so I teach here. Um, I just changed positions. I'm going to strictly be teaching ELA in fifth grade here out of middle school. And are you allowed to tell us some of the famous people you've seen around here? Oh, I guess I could. Um, really, the person I see the most is Luke Bryan. Um, he has his kids and his sister's kids that play sports against the students that I taught with or taught at my old school. So I'd see him at baseball games here and there. And, um, I've, I played softball against Jimmy Allen the other day. If any of you guys know Jimmy Allen, he told me nice hit. It's like my, <laughs> I wrote about it in my diary. <laughs> These uh, Nashville moments, I guess, yes. are important. Yes. I'm trying to think who else I've seen. Uh, I just wanted you to mention Luke Bryan. Yeah, I'm Luke super Bryan. Yeah, jealous. Sure. <laughs> yeah, he's the, he's the big one. I saw Taylor Swift um, the other day driving out of my friend's 
complex like she lives in there somewhere and so she saw we saw each other passing nice um but that's about it Okay, hey, that's enough for me. I've not seen anybody famous, so I'm good. Oh, I forgot the guy from Motley Crue. Uh, oh, yeah, Vince Neil. Yeah, Vince Neil. Yeah. And, uh, you, like, sat next to him and had a whole conversation, Yeah, right? a whole conversation. His girlfriend is apparently going to go to a pool party that I'm going to. Um, and what was the other? Mike from American Pickers. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. That guy. That's right. See, that she's just all she's hooked like up a, with all the famous all people. All the people, <laughs> all the people. They obviously are asking me for my autograph, though. Of course. <laughs> Which I'll be selling her autographs later on when we uh, set up our, our, our Instagram and all that stuff, guys. <laughs> all right, so it is a podcast about reading. Yes. And I was told by a mutual friend that you used to not really like reading very much. Yeah, I hated it, to be so honest. So that's kind of what we're going to talk about, but I want to ask a couple questions first. Yeah. So I'm just curious, your childhood, like, was it, you know, pretty normal? Normal childhood, both parents at home. Um, I did like reading as a kid. I specifically remember one day in lunch, my crush, Matt Masters, if you're out there, hey Matt, um, he was like, Katie, would you prefer um, to sit and read or to go to the mall? And I was like, obviously I'd rather read. And he was like, oh, you're such a nerd. And I was like, oh my gosh, Matt called me a nerd. And... Um, yeah, so I used to like reading, I guess. I was like total teacher's pet in every class. Shocking. Every teacher at parent-teacher conferences said they wish they had a classroom of Katie's. <laughs> of course. And um, they used to leave me in charge of the room when they left the room because teachers used to leave the room. Yeah, we're not allowed to do that anymore, so don't be getting any ideas. Yeah. So, normal childhood for the most part. Played sports a lot active in my church so you did like reading then at one point you used to like reading okay. yeah and then it just got really hard was matt the reason you stopped no matt was not the reason <laughs> I, he should have been no yeah I mean. my heart was broken i was a nerd no i just you start get, getting busy with life and you watch tv more or whatever and tv let's be honest is a little more entertaining at times was this like middle school yeah i'd yeah. say middle school high school I think maybe when, like, the workload became more. Like, you had to read more. Yeah. And then it's not fun. Yeah, I know my, um, both of my daughters, my oldest one especially, she really liked to read in elementary, and then she hit middle school, and even to this day, she's like, Mom, I'm not reading. I hate reading. It's a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> and then my youngest, she'll still read some, but obviously the phone and all that good stuff's more interesting, but... Yeah. Um... So then, at what point, well, no, first, since you didn't read in middle school and all, you were obviously reading for, you know, school, doing your work, and keeping up with that, but did it... I found it... this great website called Sparknotes. <laughs> Don't share Sorry. that with people. <laughs> Bleep that out. <laughs> um, and I could read, like, a summary, so I never read the books, actually. Yeah. Do you feel like not reading, though, hindered you in any way for, during school, or... No, I was always a great student. I It was our joke in my family. I always had straight A's and one B, but that one B would like float between subjects each quarter <laughs> so that my final grade would never have an, a B in it. Like the average was never a B average. Oh, well, that's good. It's really strange, but that was our joke. Like literally. You probably over, you know, worked that one area. Like I got to get that B back up. So then it Maybe. dropped off in another area Maybe. and just kind of fluctuated know. your workload. Yeah. Um, so, do you, since you did read in the beginning, did do you think if you hadn't, that would have impacted you more? 
I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Reading became really hard in middle school and high school, especially college. In college, for those of you that aren't in college yet, there's a lot of reading involved, (laughs) especially when you're a history major. I was a history major, so I had to read tons of text about history, which I love, and it's so interesting. But maybe some of you guys can relate. You'll be reading and reading and reading. You're reading the words, and you have no idea what you just read. You're like 10 pages later, like, what? I'm this robot. Um, And so I did that for years, and it would take me a million years to read something and fully comprehend it. Because you'd have to go back and reread. Yeah, reread those strategies that your reading teachers (laughs) teach you um, that I never thought I'd have to use that... I used, um, and it was, I think my freshman year of college, I failed one of my education classes, and I was like, why? This is like what I want to do. Why am I failing? Well, I ended up going to the doctor. My mom had found out she had ADD, and so I went to the doctor and found out I also had ADD and started taking medicine for it, and oh my goodness, I call it my great awakening. It was like that moment where like my brain was finally working the right way and I could read and understand what I was reading. Like it didn't, I wasn't reading and thinking about what I was going to have for lunch that day. (laughs) I was reading and comprehending. And it was that moment that I was like, oh my gosh, reading can be fun. It really can be. Um, And from there on, I did a bunch of brain research, trained my brain and we can get into that a little bit more later, but that was like the moment where I was like, oh, reading isn't that bad It's yeah. and when it's not that hard. So actually we can go ahead and get into that now because my next thing is, aside from, which we can talk about that later, I guess, or now, but I was just going to ask you what type of books you're reading and then I've got two that I need to recommend to you. And, yes. Um, but then, yeah, talk about tips for things for people, you know, especially a lot of our students do have ADD and they're, you know, I've literally heard kids say, well, I can't read. I just, I can't concentrate on it. So I can't do it. So helping them know how to kind of overcome that would be great. Yeah. I'll answer that one first. So I did, like I said, did a bunch of brain research. Any of you guys out there really struggling, look up brain research. Your brain is such a powerful thing. It's amazing to really study and understand, but I found that when I went into teaching, I specifically sought out to teach reading because I understand how kids struggle with reading. Where math, math comes so easy to me. If a kid doesn't understand something, I'm like, why don't you understand this? And we're both beating <laughs> our head on the table. Um, we're reading, I'm like, oh, you can't understand this. Try this. And honestly, when I started teaching, we used Reading Wonders. Maybe some of you guys know what Reading Wonders is, but Reading Wonders embeds all those comprehension strategies and skills in every lesson. So you're reading text. You might not really love reading, but they're having you do a graphic organizer with it, or they're having you look for the main idea or theme, whatever it is that you're looking and actively reading. So that's the biggest thing. You need to be an active reader. Every time you're reading, have a purpose for reading. Whether it's you're making connections with the text, you read a sentence, she had blue eyes, oh my gosh, I have blue eyes, and make that connection because that's what's gonna make your brain process it and remember it. Um, I did a lot of sticky note reading where I'd sticky note something and write down my thoughts so I could go back and remember that that's the moment I connected with the text or 
maybe some some part of the plot in the story reminds you of a book you've read or another movie you've watched or a TV show and those types of things. Good readers are always, always, always thinking about what they're reading, making connections, asking questions. And so that's the biggest thing that helped me as a reader. Even if your question is what just happened, if you can't answer that, then you need to go reread. Um, so I start as little as sentence wide. This sentence, let me ask a question or make a connection. Once I'm doing good sentence by sentence, go paragraph. This paragraph, what happened? Okay, so I'm going to play devil's advocate here because we literally do this in class. And I say, you know, after each page, write down a couple questions. Mm -hmm. What kind of questions? Any questions you want. What you think might happen next. Why did they do this? How did they feel about that? What does this word mean? Any question you have. Mm -hmm. Well, I can't come up with any questions. So what's the answer to that? I can't come up with any questions. I have no questions. I understand all of it. It's all good. Well, it's not necessarily a question that you have about the like understanding it like sure maybe you understood everything but for example I was reading Mr. Popper's Penguins with a student today and he said the same thing I don't have any questions okay well I'm curious Mr. Popper just pulled out a long clothesline what the heck is this man gonna do with a clothesline and pulled it out of where is what I want to know yeah so there (laughs) you just you have to try you have to try first of all what color shirt is he wearing I don't know something simple um what's he gonna do with the clothesline um just little questions and it might take Someone modeling that for you. Listen to Miss Lamb when she's teaching you and reading out loud. <laughs> or all your other teachers. Yes. What kind of questions do they have as um, they're reading? Because I, when I'm reading in my class, I always am asking questions. And a lot of times it's something, I'll be, I'm an honest person. So I might be reading this text and I'm like, gosh, this is stupid. <laughs> and that's a connection I'm making with this text. Yeah. Like, wow, this is boring. I don't care. Who cares about this? Or sometimes the authors will ask you a question and I answer, I don't know. I don't care. But I have to read this for this purpose. Right. <laughs> and so you just kind of have to push yourself past those boundaries. What about whenever you're, because I mean, I'm hoping your goal is the same as my goal is trying to get them to read more for enjoyment as well, yes, not yes. just. But what about when it's too hard to sit there and ask all those questions while you're reading a book for enjoyment? It's not enjoyable anymore then when you're trying to think about asking all these questions. Yeah. Well, once you practice, so I always tell kids English is such a vast language. Like, think about it. We are studying English from kindergarten all the way to 12th grade and beyond. Like, English, language arts, reading, some kind of form of the language is part of your learning forever. You're practicing. You're always practicing. And every little bit that you practice is going to make it more of a habit. For example, I love to play volleyball. And I've been... I haven't played volleyball in eight years and I'm just getting back into it. And there's times where I'm thinking, wow, these fundamentals, at, like it's something I don't even have to think about doing. I don't have to think about the steps before I attempt to hit because I've done it so much. It's ingrained in me. I don't have to think about getting ready and down position when the ball's coming my way because it's something my body naturally does because I've done it for so long. Even though it's been a long time since I've done it, I've been doing that for years. It's been a practice. So just like they say, practice makes perfect. Practice really does help as you're practicing in class and as you're 
reading at home and you're practicing those things, it's going to become so ingrained in you that those are habits of you as a reader that you don't have to think about it. It just happens. And that's when I, to answer your question, I, um, I don't know, I guess it was one of those new year's resolution type things. I was like, what? I need to read more. I, I teach reading. I need to be able to tell kids I'm reading at home. Like, I should like reading. For, <laughs> I'm a reading teacher. And um, so it was my goal to read a book a month. And I just posted something simple on Facebook, like, well, I want to get into reading. I don't really like reading. What do you guys suggest? And people started suggesting. One of my coworkers at the time, if any of you guys know, Miss Barrington, she loves reading. And she's like, oh, my gosh, you need to read all these books. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> she gave you great. more than you needed. Yes. And so the first one, she said... She said, and I know this to be true, is you need to get in a series. And so, really, if you like reading, find a series that you can really relate to and get into. So, she got me into this Janet Ivanovich series. It's like a mystery series, but That's also funny. Has funny, yeah, <laughs> relatable characters. And I read one, and I was like, okay, let's read the next, and let's read the next. And now, Miss Liam, actually, when she came to visit my house, she saw I have the whole series sitting on my bookshelf over here there's yep. over 27 books that they've been around for a while they're also my mom's favorites but yeah. they're still yeah. just as relevant and funny and yeah and from clever. there I decided to start some other like mystery um books which it's really maybe psychological thriller is the genre I would say that I'm really into my favorite book now is the silent patient which we read for a book club yes I did read that I'm I, not sure how I felt about that oh one. I loved it I love the twist and the turns and um, I there's also a Dean Koontz series that I got into. Um, Jane Hawk, this main character. So just it's I I find that I like books. Honestly, for me, I can't have too many characters because that's like too much for my yeah. brain. Like Harry Potter. For those of you that are out there, like I love Harry Potter. You're a special type of reader because I, I can't do it. There's too many. Even for the movies, I'm like, who was that? And like too many characters. So. Yeah, I'm not a Harry Potter person. Mine's more the oh. fantasy part of it. I can't get into the fantasy. Yeah, I don't like fantasy it, either. Yeah, I like very realistic. Although Twilight, I remember Twilight was the first series I read, and it was in high school. Some of my friends because were it's like, a high school book. Yeah, and was like just becoming cool when I was in high yeah. school. And one of my friends was like, oh my gosh, you have to read this book. And so we all just passed this book along. And there was like a wait list of 25 girls on the list, like waiting. <laughs> and so we ended up just buying them and reading them. But they were so good. And even though it's kind of that fantasy element, it's enough like realistic vampire yeah. werewolves for me that I got into it. Yeah. I can't say I ever read those either, but I know they were popular. Um, so you said you wanted to do a book a month. And you wanted to get back into reading because you're a reading teacher. It should be good. But what other benefit does reading give you? Especially, I mean, as a kid, obviously, because I'm talking more to kids. But just yeah. as a person. Honestly, I felt, this is kind of funny. I felt kind of like peer pressure, almost. <laughs> like, my friends were all reading books. And they're like, did you read this book? Let's talk about this book. And I'm like, no, I don't read. Like, I'm Left shallow. Out. Yeah, I felt really shallow. Um, and... Even, like, guys, if I was going on dates with them, they'd want to talk about books. And I'm like, I haven't read a book in wait, years. Wait, wait, wait. You dated guys that read? Yeah. Interesting. A, a lot of them read. Good. I know it's surprising. <laughs> um, but I was like, 
well, I could talk to you about sports, but I, I just felt really shallow. And even my vocabulary, that was a big thing. Like, I was around a lot of people who had rich vocabularies. And I'm like, I don't even know what that word means that you just said out of your mouth. And so I, they said, you know, I read a lot. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, me too. I'll start reading tomorrow. <laughs> me too. I'm going to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah, I tell my kids all the time that is huge, is vocabulary comes from reading. Yeah. And vocabulary, reading, you know, or having vocabulary builds your reading. It kind of goes hand, it's a big circle yeah. thing. Um, because you just, they use, the authors use the same words over and over again. So you just kind of pick up on those words and they become part of your, your internal, absolutely, you know, knowledge. Yeah. The other thing that I'm curious if you feel the same way, though, for me that I feel books are so important is... It just develops empathy for other people and other experiences. That's true. Yeah. And you, especially as kids, they just don't really understand how somebody else might feel or what other situation they might be in or how to handle right. something in a different way. Right. And I guess when I think about reading, and this is kind of a character flaw on my own part, I mostly think of fiction. But I do a lot of nonfiction reading. And so in that sense, it helps widen my knowledge, my my scope of what's going on in the world and honestly what I've been I've paused my Janet Ivanovich series that I love <laughs> to pick up and read and I've done kind of more of a social justice series yes. where um I read The Hate You Give which is very a very easy read guys if you need a book it is an amazing book so easy well, I read it before you watch the movie yes and then I think you said you had the second one actually yeah. it's a prequel yeah to the hate you give concrete rose concrete rose which was also just pretty, as good yeah and then I've read a bunch of like um why are all the black kids eating together in the cafeteria white fragility um how to be anti-racist those types of books just to kind of because as a white woman, we don't know what's going on in the racial world. And um, it does, in that sense, help with empathy and understand a little more of the story. Yeah. Yeah, actually, when I came in, um, I noticed her books. And she had the Why Are All the Black Kids Eating Together in the Cafeteria. And I actually listened to most of it online. I did Audible for that one. but And then same with The Hate You Give, Concrete Rose, which brings me to two of my books I want to recommend. Yes. One is Dear Martin by Dear Martin. Nick Stone, okay. N-I-C, Stone. Um, it is, it does have language in it, so it is, you know, uh, obviously be fine for you, but mm -hmm. some of, you know, our younger kids, maybe not, but very much the whole just, you know, having to deal with it, you know, understanding how someone who has to deal with it on a daily basis deals with racial injustice okay. and, and all that stuff, so it's we'll a really that. good story. Yeah. And then Grown is not really so much racially geared but very good story for um, uh, young women, especially. Okay. And it's written by Tiffany Jackson. I'm pretty sure it's her name. It's kind of a, there's a little mystery to it, but it's really just more, um, you know, contemporary, but very much good for understanding kind of what maybe insecure or, you know, yeah. young women who are aspiring for dreams and have, you know, influences from people they respect and admire. Yeah, and relatable. So very relatable. So, all right, so then what are you reading? You're reading Concrete Rose right now? Yep, and um, Stamped from the beginning, which is a hefty read, so I have to put it down sometimes. And I'm also reading It's Not Okay by Andy, I, I think her last name's Dorfman. She was the, on The Bachelorette, Bachelor, Bachelorette. Oh, I saw that book up there on your shelf, but yeah, I didn't know Yeah, also a really easy read. Um, she talks about her experience, but also just how it's okay to have a relationship end type thing. So uh. it's kind of a timely book gotcha 
All right. Well, that's mostly what I had. Tips for our readers was to do a series. Yes, series. To truly just become active when you're reading as much as you think you don't want to. But, you know, what, what do I have in common with this person? Who do I know that's like this person? You know, where have I seen someone like this before? Why, why, why do they feel that way? I feel that way sometimes. Well, I would have handled it this way. Why don't they handle it that way? Right. Just yeah. Constantly thinking about what the story's about and what you can, you know, take from it. Yeah, and don't give up on it. Don't give up on a book. If you preview it you look at the front cover the back cover read a couple a little excerpt in the front if you dive into it stick with it stick with the book yeah unfortunately it's kind of like a movie you know the whole like first what 20 minutes is usually background information yeah. and unless it's an action film it's kind of dragging books are the same way they got to give you all that information up front so that then you can get into the characters so right. you just kind of gotta right go and once it. you find a book you like research find if there's other books similar Yep, really? similar. I do that. Similar books, um, authors, series. For me, it's really about how the narrator speaks to you. Like, I want the narrator speaking to me like I'm a human being reader out yeah. here. Not like, I don't like the, I don't know, maybe the third person. I, I like more, I don't know. Just when the narrator sounds like they're your best friend telling you the story. Right. That's the kind of writers I like. Probably also just being more casual yes. and more contemporary and stuff. Yeah. I know um, I have a problem with classics, mm. I'll be honest, because they just sound so formal formal, and, yeah. you know, and old-fashioned yep. and literal, and I have to dissect more of yep. you know, what it's reading. I don't feel as connected with it. So Absolutely. So... All right. Anything else you want to add, interject, no. throw out there? Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. Thank you for doing this. Yeah. Get out and read. Yeah. I feel like you need like a motto to like end all your podcasts. Oh, a mantra. Right? Yeah. So my mantra when I run is either just keep swimming from Dory or shut up and run. So, so maybe shut up and read. Maybe shut off your phone and read. Oh, good one. I like that. <laughs> there you go, listeners. Shut off <laughs> shut your, off your phone, phone and read. read. <laughs> All right. Thank you. She's the best, isn't she? And what great tips for getting back into reading or enjoying reading because you're able to, you know, maybe comprehend it a little better or make it a little easier for yourself. Reading doesn't have to be a struggle, and it doesn't have to be um, a fight, hopefully. So I'm hoping that you will take one of the tips or suggestions and really maybe give reading another try if you haven't in a while and find a book that's really interesting to you, and, and I would love to hear about it if you do. I want to also thank you so much for turning another page with us, and I hope you'll be back in a couple weeks to see what's next. Thanks. Hey, if you like what you hear, make sure you follow us and share with a friend. And you can find us on social media at Instagram and Twitter at BookLife32776.